everyone. Good morning. This is Sinister Sunrise. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Erin. And we are just three salt-of-the-earth gal pals, <laughs> sorority sisters, and college roommates who like to start our days off with a big old cup of spoons. On this show, we're going to talk about things that interest us. I hope you guys are game, too. It's going to be ghosts, true crime, and the human mind. In honor of equality and to keep things fresh, we are going to be competing in random games of chance to see who kicks off each episode. Because this is our first, we're going to go elementary school style and go in alphabetical order. Miss Erin, would you like to step to the front of the class and start us off? All right. Um, so I'm Erin. I will be talking about different true crime stories on this podcast. That is um, the topic that I'm most interested in and I find the most sinister. Um, yes, I'm very just intrigued that... People who murder or kill other people, how they're able to really even do that. Um, I'm interested, uh, intrigued by serial killers, all sorts of true crime topics. So for today, I have um, just the short story about um, serial killer Bertha Gifford. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Sarah's excited. Sarah is excited. Pacific Missouri! (laughs) Represent. (laughs) So... Uh, Bertha Gifford um, is from Franklin County, Missouri, um, so Catawissa. I'm not sure where that is in Franklin County, but... For you? anyone in the Midwest, um, it's right past Six Flags, <laughs> and you got to put a twang on it because you are getting out of the city there. <laughs> it is, her house right. is right by my eighth grade building. Oh, really? Yes. It was oh. a dare to drive by her house. I myself may have taken a tour or two. Yeah, I didn't go you in can, it. I'm not that bold. But, but yes, you can take tours oh. at the house, I believe. Well, maybe. Why have we not? I have to. I don't know. Well, I really haven't. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. I had to look her up. Our first sinister date needs to be to Bertha's house. That How romantic. Offering <laughs> yes. a candle. Yes. So Bertha um, was reported to be um, very friendly, caring, pretty much, quote, a good Samaritan. They However, always they always never trust yeah. her. However, her interests were a little bit different than everyone else's. She was very passionate about um, going to funerals. Um, on Murderpedia, it states that she missed only one in 18 years. So, <laughs> what? To be fair, how right many there. funerals could there have been in this small area, though? True, but. 1,500? I don't know. Yeah. I don't but, know. like, I cry when I go to one. I don't. That's true. I don't frequent funerals. I don't think I know what that means. No, I don't know what that means either. She's just front and center. She has her own like chair, seat, <laughs> VIP seat, VIP seating for the funeral. Roll up that red carpet. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who are you wearing? <laughs> all right. So, like I said, she was considered a good Samaritan, and she also um, volunteered as one of kind of as like. A nurse, if you will. So she would go to people's homes if they had like sick children or if someone was sick and just help out where she could. Um, I found this very interesting. So she is, even though she volunteered like with the doctors, she is not a trained nurse or a nurse at all. So back then, I don't really know what the qualifications were. Apparently, if you can um, take someone's temperature and give them specific drugs and know what those specific drugs are, then you can actually give medication to someone. So if I hand you some ibuprofen, I'm a nurse? Apparently so. Oh, Back born, here. like 1800? Yeah, she was... 1872 was when she was born. What and then day. this takes place between like 1909 to um, 
like the 1920s, late 1920s. So I'm wondering if really, if you could just um, stand the side of sick people, if that was enough in the 1800s. Like, oh, get her out of my face. She's nasty. Yeah. I don't know. If you you were good, like, watching someone puke, Mm -hmm. you were solid. Well, it seemed like she was almost like we would consider a pillar of the community. Like, everyone (sighs) knew her, and she was just very helpful. Um, And then when she – she would be the first one to kind of jump up and go to – if she heard that someone was sick. Well, not even just a funeral, but if she heard someone was sick, she would jump out of her bed and go to wherever that house is, no matter what the weather, if it's blizzarding, whatnot. She would be by their side just to I'd be like, help cooties. them, you know. <laughs> I don't even want to go out to get groceries. I don't know if I would be like, you're sick, let me help you. <laughs> Which is why, you know, I won't murder you because I'm too lazy. <sighs> True. So beginning around like 1909, she, some kids started, as they were getting sicker and sicker, started to pass away. Um, and no one really knew what was going on or what the situation was. But she again, was always in the room with them. Um, If they started to get better, obviously that wasn't good enough for Bertha. So she would poison them by giving them rat poison. So then they would end up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they would pass away. Crazy. In case, uh, since you can't all see my (laughs) face, uh, Aaron and Sarah know more about this woman than I do. So I'm sitting with my jaw to the table. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. (laughs) Yes. And then... um, Rat poison. Here's a little rat poison. Also on Murderpedia, which was... A great website. Some of the women, so assuming like the mothers, were getting together and realizing that, kind of suspecting Bertha, like why are you know our kids yeah. dying? Why are patients not getting well? But of course, the men were like, it's not Bertha. <laughs> Don't blame mothers her. against yeah. bad Bertha. Like <laughs> who's bad Bertha? <laughs> oh, that's a T-shirt if I've ever heard of it. Of course the men were like, no, this this nice, quiet woman couldn't be here. So then all of these coincidences started coming back again to around 1909. When she was murdering ruthlessly. <laughs> yes, when she was murdering ruthlessly. And also like throwing like, not murdering ruthlessly, but also it was just, I can't say the word ruthlessly. Ruthlessly. But doing it to children. Yes. And basically everything they, like the children were presenting with acute gastritis, which. Tummy problem. Yes, exactly. Sounds rough. Yes. But that was due to all the rat poisoning. Because, you know, they're not rats. <laughs> and they don't well. need to be poisoned. <laughs> it's a twofold, really. Yes. <laughs> was she attractive? Did that ever say? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Um, so it mentioned that's why. that she was alleged to be one of the most beautiful women of Jefferson County. She had dark hair, a dark complexion. Being from Jeffco, I can tell you that's not a big award. <laughs> <not a> <laughs> Alright, I was gonna say something, but I'm glad you did it for me, Sarah. Uh-uh. No, it, it especially in the 1870s, I don't know what was going on back then. But of course, the men were like, "Oh no, Bertha's great. She's so beautiful. I love the way she shows her collarbone. <laughs> or I guess neck. I don't know how low their shirts would have been, but not very low, right? Right. Sorry, continue. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And it wasn't just children. It was, um, you know, other people in the community as well. Like a benefactor's late husband died of cramps in the night before a, an actual doctor could arrive that she was in the room with. Mysterious. Um, and her mother-in-law, Mrs. Emily Grifford, was also succumbed to the poisoning <laughs> as well. Um, I love the air quotes on that. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but we are getting major air quotes to succumb to poisoning. Yes. Quote, quote. 
And Bertha didn't really grieve this one too much. Didn't grieve that death. (laughs) And then a year later, James Grifford, her 13-year-old brother-in-law, passed out in her arms with the same symptoms of stomach cramps and vomiting. So I think this is when people were starting to... Oh, it took 17 million people to die. Yes. So basically she was committing all of these atrocities and poisoning everyone to kind of just to ease them into death to take away their suffering was she mostly caused? her reasoning. That she caused? Yes. I'm, my brain is like, I don't... Uh, why? Why is she like this? Well, whenever she was put on trial, so she was arrested in... Um, I don't know why I did that. Arrested in Eureka, Missouri, and then took to trial. They found her to be um, insane. Oh. Yes. So found her, her not guilty by reason of insanity, and so she was committed to Missouri State Hospital, um, where she remained until her death on um, August 20th, 1951. So she was there for almost 30 years. Yeah. Do you know she tried to work in the kitchens there? Yes, it says At the she hospital? was a cook. Yes. Yes. They trusted this lady with food. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know where she's getting rat poison from now, but... But she really thought, I think she was easing people's suffering. Like, wow, life yeah, sucks. Yeah, that's what she really... You're a little yeah. sick, let's murder you. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Like, did she not believe in doctors? Like, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. Not cure. Yeah. Let's just yeah. kill faster. You said a, said a mouthful there, sister. Mm. Yeah. But she was found to be, you know, criminally insane. So probably a lot of mental illness going on there. So, yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So that's right near- serial killer Bertha Gifford. And it, um, she is one of, I guess, the most prolific uh, women serial killers. It has been suspected. She was tried and um, found guilty for three um, murders, um, all children. Mm. Uh, Yeah, children. Um, However, it's suspected that she committed around like 17 murders, most of them being children. But she confessed to those three. And then she admitted there may have been more. (laughs) And she left it at that. So, Yeah. And then, Sarah, how you had mentioned about um, the house. So her old farmhouse is known as the Catawissa House of Mystery. And I've, like, looked it up on YouTube, so some people have gone there. So, again, I'd have to research more of whether, like, can, if you can actually take tours, which I think you might be able to, because some people have just gone in and done, like, ghost tour-type deals or tried to talk, see if they could find spirits or talk to spirits there. So, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know if you can take tours or if someone owns it. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but... I saw I drove by and I felt like a badass. Like, yes. I got close to the house. Yeah. Oof. But I think they had a website. So if you ever looked it up and wanted to check it out, it's there. And I think that's where her gravestone is. A lot of people go to her, like, gravestone. I am I'd warning seen, her. Which I had seen pictures of. So I think it's near, somewhere near that farmhouse. The Catawissa House of Mystery. Yeah. Yeesh. That's Bertha Gifford. That's the closest serial killer we got. Bertha Gifford. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank you for that trip down memory lane, Erin. All right. And uh, I'm Morgan, so I am going to take it away with my topic that I'll be bringing to the podcast, which is ghosts Mm. and cryptos and things like that, cryptozoology, all that jazz, whatever we come across. I'm very much into the paranormal side of things. Um, So Erin kind of gave you like a brief story and, uh, well, thank God she has no real true crime stories to tell about her own life. That <laughs> yes. we know of. Erin, <laughs> safe space. Right. Anything you want to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you personally been murdered? Maybe in a past life. But right Do now, you own a gun? No. Do you own weapons? Have you Do thought I about murdering one of us? 
I mean, probably today, because we kind of... We we were like, hey, we're ready to go. And she's like, I don't even think prepared for this one episode. She's great. She's a trooper. She's amazing. You learned nothing else from today. It's that Aaron's amazing. It's that Aaron Aaron is the glue that holds this together. (laughs) You give me too much credit. I mean... It's where credit is deserved, baby. (laughs) So, um, I guess to kind of just kick things off for episode one, um, I guess I'll just tell kind of my, like, personal ghost story that kind of got me into everything. Uh, So, what really interests me in ghosts was, I mean, I've always been, like, terrified of scary stuff. I was not into scary movies, anything like that. I watched Signs when I was in sixth grade, and it literally scarred me, and I had nightmares for two weeks straight. It's not even that scary of a movie, so cool. Um, But when I was probably 13, probably about 13, I was asleep in my bed, and I had not recently lost my first pet cat. Um, It had been like a year or so, and I was asleep, and I felt something like jump up on the end of my bed, and I was like, what? And I was like halfway awake. Okay, so people, I tell people this story and they're like, oh, you were asleep. You were dreaming. Like, no, no. <laughs> so I lay there and I feel like if you guys have cats, you know what it's like when they like walk up your bed, mm-hmm. like towards your upper body. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. And I felt that like little feet prints, like really mm-hmm. close to the edge of my body. Mm-hmm. And my eyes are closed. And I'm like, okay, you don't have a cat anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I hear the thing about my cat was he had like the most distinctive, loud purr. And my eyes are still closed. I am fully awake at this point, but I'm terrified. And I hear the purr getting louder, mm-hmm. like coming towards me. So I was like, okay, okay. And I opened my eyes and it was gone. Like literally like the pressure that was there, just like, it literally felt like he like evaporated. I'm spooked. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know it's my cat, Bilbo. Um, <laughs> Say that again? Wait what? a second. Like Bilbo. Like from, Bilbo. Like from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. We had Bilbo and Gandalf. That's um, huge. Gandalf was, you know, he was not that nice. But Bilbo was my little beeb. Um, but yeah. So then like, Probably, again, some time had passed, so that's why, like, I don't think it was just, like, my, like, memory playing a trick on me or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, probably, like, a month or so later, I'm laying in bed, and I feel it again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm not, like, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna be awake. So I can feel, like, the pressure down by the end of my feet, and then I start to kind of hear, like, the really, like, purring start, and I'm like, okay. So I open my eyes, and I don't see a cat, but I see the imprints walking towards me. Oh, no. And I was like, I tried to stay calm. Like, it's also so scary. And then I, like, felt like it wasn't, like, the cat spirit didn't come all the way up to my upper body. But, like, I felt him, like, do a turn and, like, lay down. And so I kind of lost my shit. And I did, like, jump up and, like, sit up. And again, it was gone. And I haven't had anything about that particular animal ever again. But hmm. it's definitely, like, the thing that, like, really got me hooked on it. Um, I've seen and felt a lot more animal spirits than I have yeah. human. Yeah. Um, oh, I just got goosebumps saying that a lot. Don't do that my house. I'm so sorry. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm very interested in it. Um, I am very much a believer in that this life is not the end and we are all energy and, you know, maybe we may not have all the answers, but energy never goes away. So yeah. there could be like residual hauntings, evil mm-hmm. spirits, but... I'm very much try to make this a safe place for us. I definitely saged the uh, apartment before we started recording today. Good. (laughs) Yeah. So again, into uh, everything paranormal. So yeah, that's about it. Okay. I am Sarah and my piece will probably be the most fluid, I guess. So I'm interested in dreams and anything to do with our minds. 
um, both awake and asleep. I do have a psychology bachelor's degree, but do not take anything I say as fact because yeah. I'm not licensed in any way. She's licensed um, in our hearts. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm licensed to tell you you basic. But, uh, <laughs> but um, as far as actually giving advice, maybe also search the internet. I'm more here for fun. Really quick, though, like, why do we dream is a question people ask. And I Googled it because why not? I'm not reading a book about that. Google has the answer. Always. They have all the answers. They do. A lot of things say no one knows for sure. Some researchers say there's no purpose or meaning. Others say we need dreams for our mental, emotional, and physical health. I personally choose to err on the side of they mean everything. So before I dive into my own, because I do have a lot of very vivid dreams. That's what we're going to open with today. Ladies, do you have any dreams? Keeping me in journals? Uh, well, you instructed us to keep a dream journal. I did. Mm-hmm. Have I done that? No. But do I dream? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on uh, being better about recalling my dreams. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Same. Yours are the weird ones. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I've definitely had weirder dreams as I've gotten older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a point where I didn't remember dreams and now I don't know what's changed, but I remember a lot more of my dreams and a lot like longer, not just like little bits and pieces. So like there are a couple of dreams I know for a fact that are recurring dreams. Yeah. But I don't write my dreams down. So hopefully I can start oh, doing wild. that. Yeah. That's like, wild. And like I realize as I'm dreaming, like this seems really familiar. Ooh. If that makes sense, like they're recurring, yeah, and then it sweet. kind of continues a little bit more, even if it's just like a little extra thing added in. And mm-hmm. then I wake up and I'm like, I think I've had this dream before. Mine, so yeah, mine were reoccurring weird. when I was little, and then like so since opposite. I turning yeah, opposite of you. That's weird. Yeah, I don't think I've had a reoccurring dream in like ever. Yeah. Sarah, teach us. Yes, please. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, with that being said, I don't know how to go off that. So this weird one I've been having lately is, it's almost like a two-part dream that happened over more than one night, which is very unusual to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to dive into it, and I'm going to make you guess what you think it means. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. And then I'll get some facts at you. Okay. Okay, so here's the two-part series. Open book. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been... um, just a little background. I've been dating Andrew for a long time, about five years, and he is playing a role in this dream I have. So, you know, I go to sleep, whatever, and I remember being really, really nervous. Like, I have these inner feelings like, oh, God, like, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. It's going to be so hard. And he tells me in the calmest voice, don't worry, Sarah. We're leaving for Africa tomorrow. Surprise. <laughs> you don't have to work ever. <laughs> and I remember being like, hmm, this is different. And I had some concerns. You know, some are Neither of us have vaccinations for Africa. I don't know if that's real, but it seems like you got to have yes, something else. You do have to get Thank you. Mm-hmm. Even Dream Me is like, let's let's go on a list here. Yeah. Logical Sarah. Yes. yes. And then I was also like, I don't have that much paid time off at work. And to each of these questions, he has an answer. First one, I think it's good enough if for, um, <laughs> for travel documents if we just say we're going to get vaccinated. <laughs> we don't need to actually get them. Fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second, English is everyone's second language. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that not the most American, like, self-righteous thing you've ever heard? <laughs> You're going to yeah. speak what I speak. Um, Learn it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, all right, you know what? You solved my issues. Let's go. Okay. So he answers all my questions. You know, next thing I know, we're at the airport. Which the weirdest thing is we get there, we get the security, no problem. Um, but I can't figure out which gate to go to. And I'm very oddly calm about it. I'm like, oh, no issue. We'll just meander around this large airport. 
And all of the murals in the walls look like art from Soul Taco. Which, if you're not from St. Louis, I don't know if that's a thing you'd have normally. How would you guys describe Soul Taco? It's a restaurant. I've never Soul- been. What? Oh I've my god. I've never been to Soul Taco. Oh wait, uh, correction, Sarah, you did take me to Soul Taco for the first time. So I, I cannot be, I cannot gasp at Aaron. See. <laughs> I have been a few times since. It is very, very good. I think it's It it's looks like a, like a clean junkyard. Okay. They yeah. have like, like grills from a car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but oh. it has art on the wall and it's bright yellow. And then they have like a cutout of a giant blue chicken. And yes. like, it's very. And there's like weird wrestler things on the wall. Yeah. Like imagine a four-year-old boy drew a picture on his wall. It's probably what you're looking for. But Food's clean. Great. Clean lines. Very clean. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. It's, it's different. So that's different. what I'm doing at this African airport. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then I wake up. That's part one. And the whole time I was like, that's weird. I don't know why I would go to Africa. Ha 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 ha. So two nights later, same thing, but I, we have already made it to Africa. So it's important. I was never on an airplane. I guess that was my waking life was on the airplane. I am the airplane. So come to, I'm in Africa. I'm on a safari. It's warm. It's bright. We're looking at animals, taking in sights. And then I see a cheetah, <laughs> which is what you would expect to see on an African safari. They do live there. You know, I look at Andrew, my boyfriend. I'm really nervous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're who? <laughs> my boyfriend, Andrew. Fiance sounds so My fiance, Andrew. Andrew and Sarah are engaged very recently, and it's beautiful, and they're in love, and yes. And Morgan is marrying us, so I'm glad she thinks it's beautiful, because she's going to have to give this. (laughs) Yes, I shall am. I'm glad you're not like, they got engaged, and it's overrated. Oh my god, like, literally, you asked me, and I bawled my eyes out, so... Because we in love. Because we in love. All right, so you're a fiance, and you are in Africa. (laughs) We are in Africa, <laughs> and it gets a little crazy. So we see a cheetah, and I look at him. I'm super nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh! And you would think it's just because a cheetah is ferocious, but mm-hmm. we have like bars around the safari vehicle. Like I can see the whole thing, but no, it hits me. I forgot to take my my airline snack of beef jerky out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got peanuts on this flight. Yeah, <laughs> I love beef jerky. So I'm glad Dream Me also loves dried meat. Um. <laughs> And then the idea hits me like, you know what? This would be a really great bonding thing for me and the cheetah. I'm going to offer it some beef jerky. Oh, my God. It's exactly what Andrew said. Actually. <laughs> he was like, please, Sarah, do not do that. And I was like, you, you might have had the answers to get here, but we're in Africa now. I rule. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I put my arm out the gate <laughs> of the safari vehicle and me and this you know, I mean, the cheetah, we lock eyes. It's almost like when you're offering a dog, like, your hand to sniff it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my, this is it. This is going to be beautiful. He comes closer. He comes closer. I can feel my heart beating. And then, bam, the cheetah bites my arm off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How, how far up the arm? Like, yeah. the um, hand? No, it's past oh, my, my elbow. Oh, jeez. So you would, yet again, I realized his mouth is probably not that big. But it's gone. But, but in yeah. my dream, it is gone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm, like, kind of shaking, and I wake up, and that's it. So. <laughs> The end. So wow. I made to Africa, didn't have to go to work, and I lost half an arm. <laughs> I don't know what your January looks like. <laughs> it's mine. Um, Woo! Okay. Any guesses, guys, what that would mean? You can take any part of it, because I... All right. I'm ready. Yeah. This is Morgan. Morgan's up first. Okay. I'm going to analyze the cheetah bite. Okay. Okay. I, I think the cheetah represents either a person or an event... Or a something that you're scared of, and that you're scared it's going to like take advantage of you. Like you're not going to be Ooh, on top of the situation. You're pretty close, actually. Oh wow! Oh, no. I have not been trained. <laughs> All right, 
Lay it on me. According to Dream Encyclopedia, you were very close. Yes. That's but, awesome. Yeah. But, but Aaron, I'll let you go first. We'll do a whole, whole okay. round. I was thinking kind of similar with like picking out the cheetah part. Um, maybe there's something going on that's a big change that maybe you maybe stressed about, uh, nervous about, uh, that uh, you've just been over, not overthinking, but you're thinking mm-hmm. a lot about, so that's kind of transferring to your dreams in that weird way of a cheetah biting your arm off. Does everyone not get that? No. I've never been no. bitten in a dream, no. I, no, I don't think I have either. I mean, I was half joking. I know that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, since you guys focus on the cheetah, I'll start there. Apparently that means I need to be more active in pursuit of my goals. So like a lot of things, it's almost like you're holding back things because you're nervous. So kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. like I should be more mm-hmm. active. Also to be attacked by an animal um, means I'm turning on my own aggression. So, which is kind of funny because my New Year's resolution is be more assertive. So I wonder if that's more like oh. get it together or a cheetah's going to bite your arm off. So the, and, and what you said, like it has to do with, it's just an animal. It has nothing to do with the cheetah part. No, I could not find Anything specifically about. a well, cheetah. Well, you know what? Your mind picked a good African animal. and it Very strong were, yeah. and aggressive. So. Well, weirdly enough, there is actual, like, because I'm going to Africa was like specifically dream related things. So Really? A, it's a hot climate, so I need to focus more on my own goals. You're going to see a lot of recurring themes in this. Okay. Two, because it's actually Africa, it reflects my desire to return to my roots and find out about how I can spiritually connect with others. Whoa. Hence this podcast. Right. Wow. The last thing is, uh, when I was at the airport, since I had so much time, I wasn't stressed. I was calmly walking with no luggage. And the fact that I have no luggage is a big deal. It shows my acceptance of major changes in my life and in myself in general. There you go. Yeah, so two big Good. things. You kind of hit on, like, I am getting married. Surprise, surprise. Pretty <laughs> excited about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I'm also accepting that I can be more assertive. So And change with our amazing new podcast. Yes. Like, yeah. And I would say I am connecting spiritually with you guys. Oh, I feel it too. I feel it. <laughs> I'm glad you found so much information. That's I quite a lot. Like, that was, like, every, like, little segment had... Something a me- going on. Uh, yeah, like a meeting yes. or like a take take this like grain of salt and run with it, you mm-hmm. know? Like yeah. Yes. Yeah. So did you just start looking up like little bits and pieces mm-hmm. and then you were like, oh, there's even more related to the dream that That's I wasn't so thinking about. And some so. of them they'll give you multiple options and I would kind of just take which one I thought most like related to, to you. Me. Yeah. Because yeah. some was like sexual desires and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That seems a little outside of what I'm definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what it really means I need to Take a look at myself, focus on my goals, and uh, keep being assertive. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, if you guys have any dreams, please let me know. We will break them down. Yes. That goes to any listeners we have. It could be three people. I don't know. Write in. We'll talk yeah. about them. Write yeah. in, guys. We have a we have an email. It is sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just made it, so we accept our first fan email as as gold. Yes. <laughs> if, if you're the first person to email us, we will shout you out. Yes. Unless you're related to any of us. I still might shout you out. Yeah, I will probably still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll shout you out no matter what. Right. Yes. <laughs> the race is on. You. Yes. Yeah. Except uh, if you're editing this episode, <clears throat> Wes, you cannot, you cannot email us. Everybody else is a possible contestant. Oh, we can mm. put Wes in there. I would give Wes a special shout out because he is editing it. All right, fine. Yeah, he's fantastic. Wesley is my boyfriend. Only my boyfriend. And he <laughs> is editing our podcast. I love you, Wes. He's <laughs> editing our podcast for us. So shout out to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thanks for everyone listening to sitting through yeah. our ramblings. It's our first episode. So yes. I would like to promise it'll get better, but your guess is as good as ours. Yeah. <laughs>
And before we go, we just want to say, please follow us at Sinister Sunrise Podcast on our Instagram, where you can actually find our first post about our cool, bomb-ass logo that our friend TP made for us. You can also give him a follow at his Instagram, TP underscore Melty Face, where you can look at all of his cool tattoos and cool artwork he has. So give him a follow, give us a follow, and thank you guys for listening. And thank you, TP, so much.